Hi guys, welcome to the Young Musicians Matter podcast, episode three. Yeah, look at this one, episode three, here we go. So um, first of all, uh, the theme for this podcast is old age music matters. And um, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but first of all, uh, I wanna say huge thank you surprise thank you fall off chair thank you i'm really surprised uh for everybody that downloaded our first two episodes i'm actually in a state of shock actually uh if i'm brutally honest there I, you know when the pandon team we sat down and let's let's do a podcast for young musicians a sort of channel for all sorts of music and just just join it all together and some ideas and some advice and some guests and all this sort of stuff um i said to the guys look i'll be really happy if i get one one download you know it'll be my brother it'll be, it'll be my bro you know, but that's what little bros do to big bros is they download their podcasts and they, you know, I said, but I'll be happy because uh, they said it's not like young uh, sort of um, Eurovision Song Contest. You know, if you get zero on the Eurovision Song Contest, there's nobody votes or downloads anything. It's a pretty serious moment. You know, you, you think, gosh, absolutely nobody liked it. Nobody was interested. Um, but of course, if you get one, that's fine. It's, it's OK, because, you know, somebody thought, well, I'll give it one. Or I'll, I'll do, somebody somewhere thought, oh, this is quite good. <laughs> so one's good. Uh, I'd have been happy if just my brother downloaded it. Um, but we got way, 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 way more than that. And uh, to, to everybody who did that, thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. And we all do here at the Pandon office. Thank you so much, because it was just a sort of test in the walls of the first two episodes. So look, the other thing I suggested in the uh, other episodes is that we're going to have a little segment every episode um, where we take a genre of music and we'll have three items or three suggestions or three something about that genre. So it could be classical, it could be one week, it could be country and western, might be reggae, might be soul, might be anything. So do you know what? anybody who knows me this, this the first segment is going to be hard rock okay because anybody who knows me i love my classical music but by god do i love my hard rock and the three things i've chosen one two three suggestions if you want to if you're into your hard rock music or you want to get into hard rock music or you're just interested are three biographies okay or if you like of a band or a person and uh, i really recommend all young musicians you know well, everybody really, just buy biographies. Just get biographies and read them. I'm fascinated. I've got loads up above me on the wall here. I've got so many rock biographies. It's ridiculous. But I've also got all sorts of things. Get, get you know, actors, get sportsmen and women, get people who climb mountains. I don't, I've got astronauts. I've got, you know, everything. Yeah, all sorts of things. You know, I've even got Alan Titmarsh as a gardener. I've even read his, for goodness sake. Because you, you find out about people's lives and very importantly, how they get to the place they get to, how do they get to where they got to. And also really important, you'll see how they, they it wasn't all up and up and up and up. You know, they were, had some of them hit rock bottom and really thought nearly gave up, nearly stopped, nearly all sorts of things. And you learn how people cope with adversity, how they show resilience, belief, vision and determination, all these sort of things. So get biographies. So they're starting off this segment, hard rock uh, is three biographies going third, two, one, yeah? So, in third place, do you want to have some music on here, didn't we, really? Uh, I might get some theme music going next podcast. Okay, look, in third place of this little uh, segment of rock biographies is Led Zeppelin Uncensored. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the book here. Absolutely brilliant. Now, I'm not a massive Led Zeppelin fan, 
all right but i like bits of them but this is a great book an insight into probably the greatest rock and roll band that's walked the planet and ever will i think and uh, actually it's quite interesting how many classical musicians love led zeppelin i mean some of the most amazing drumming and guitar and bass and, and vocal works from global plant you'll, you'll ever hear uh, one of my dearest colleagues simon d'souza is a big led zeppelin fan horn teaches horn at wells and really big led zeppelin fan you know black dog uh, stay with heaven physical graffiti zz4 all this stuff absolutely fabulous so that's number three and it's a really good insight into the the, the bands and really honest as well then number two well, between two and one was tough yeah second uh, you know it's a bit like when i adjudicate sometimes i can't make up my mind and it's it's really really tough so a bit felt a bit like that so look in second place on this little trilogy is i've been a massive massive fan of ozzy osbourne and my very first i think it was my very first hard rock gig i lied to my parents and said look i'm going to see bob uh, in area i think he lived in Erith, and he's a trumpet player so he's watching <laughs> bob remember those days and uh he said do you want to go and watch black sabbath I, my parents would have been absolutely appalled if i'd gone so take okay, to go and watch black sabbath my mum and dad were like whoa and so i sneaked off to the hammersmith odium and i watched black sabbath and of course uh, and they are the, uh, if you like, the, the sort of founders of, of heavy metal. And most people think they are the people that sounded that sound through basically uh, Tony Iommi and his extraordinary riffs and guitars. That's because it's, if you read his book, that's a very good one as well. Uh, he lost his finger in a, in a machine accident and has, has a little plastic thing on the end and that changed the sound and, and the rest is history. But the front guy is a guy called Ozzy Osbourne. He, he fronts the band. And of course, if you watch the TV program, I think it was the 90s, Ozzy Osbourne, called the Osbournes, with huge following. So look, I thought I'd read everything about Ozzy Osbourne, but I somehow, this was printed in 2009, and I've missed this. And it's called, it's the best whatever. It's called I Am Ozzy. Now, this is the most, honestly, he just talks, it's hilarious. It's very, very funny. It's very, very honest. It's very, very self-critical of himself. And he knows he hasn't done it all right. And he's not been the perfect person by a long, long, long way. But it's a bit fruity, fruity language, fruity stories. Um, but it's hilarious. And I just loved it. I've just finished it. And uh, I, I'm going to read it again. It's absolutely fantastic. So that was number two. Now, if you're a hard rock fan and heavy metal fan like I am, there is actually, I thought that it's only one biography book that you can you can put as number one and that's this one it's motley crew the dirt now this is about probably the most outrageous hard rock heavy metal band of all time and the, the, the guy who played in bass with them is a guy called nicky six and he wasn't the greatest bass player but yet just you, young musicians you're thinking about he had a vision and this the stories in here again very fruity stories very fruity language and by gosh, did they live life. And the interesting thing about all these three biographies and these bands is most of them, I think, apart from John Barney, are still alive. And how they're all alive, I don't know. But they, it wasn't all plain sailing. It wasn't all rock and roll stardom. They had real downers, real problems to face. And do you know what? Ozzy once toured with Motley. Can you imagine Motley Crue and Ozzy on tour together? What that was like. Um, so there we are. There's three biographies I really recommend if you want to, if you're into hard rock and you haven't read them. And number one winner is The Dirt. And of course, The Dirt is a brilliant film on Netflix as well, which I've watched about 20 times. Brilliant. I actually, if you're a Motley Crue fan, they love it. Some got some critics didn't like it, but they didn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> okay, so there you go. So look, old age matters. Uh, old age music matters, sorry. Now look, um, the best way to start is my father uh, is 91 now, and about five years ago, six years ago, I think he had a stroke. Just woke up in the, in the morning, just felt a bit weird. And my father was an amateur pianist. He really wanted to be a concert pianist, but he couldn't 
uh, make it really self-confidence. Uh, he didn't believe in himself. He had a teacher took him right back to square one when he was 18 and, and just kind of wrecked his confidence. Really. But the other love of his life was words. He absolutely adored words, words for everything. And, and we were brought up that words were important. So if I came down from practice and I said, oh, dad, that's a really hard piece. He'd do this. I said, that's hard. What you're trying to do is difficult. And he hated me using words like got and get. Wasn't allowed, you know, Paul said, don't use got and get. Find better words than that, you know, a bit sort of short and brutal. And so he was loved the language. He loved it and he read it. And he wrote poems and he wrote poetry and he wrote short stories and he wrote plays for children. And he wrote oh, just endless, endless. And uh, his ambition was to be a published writer. That was any didn't do it until now. 90, his books are finally published. You can get them on Amazon. Donald Denegri, Pandon, we've published them. It was one of our big missions. Uh, you can get his short stories and his poems and his uh, poems just about to come out and uh, his poetry. So he has made it. Unfortunately, at 90, he doesn't really aware. So after his stroke, life very cruelly took words away from my dad uh, bit by bit. So if you're going to take anything from my dad, don't take words. I mean, it's just the worst thing you can do. Uh, but life did that. So eventually he couldn't, because of his stroke, he couldn't write. It became too painful. So he was unable to write again. And then he couldn't tap on a laptop anymore. And if that wasn't bad enough, um, he lost his eyesight, couldn't read. So he can't read anymore. And, you know, what's so awful is that his hearing's going now. So he can't even hear words very well. And he lives in this fantasy world. He's bedridden and he just can't, he just can't get out of bed. And, you know, you just think, gosh, this guy's worked all his life and been a fabulous teacher. He's given to children. He's given to everybody. Why take words? Why don't you take something else? You know, you know, why take words from somebody when that's, it's, 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 and it's for me, it's quite distressing. And uh, I saw him about four or five weeks ago when he was sitting in the garden at the care home. And of course, if you, you see your dad, I remember him all sort of upright and, and jolly like you know hey paul how's the music and always showing an interest in art he loved art and creative stuff and uh i said to dad and he's sort of leaning forward he's dribbling and you know it's just kind of just see your dad and he's just guys it's just bizarre it's like a different person but um i said do you have a good week dad and he said yeah i've had a really good week because uh, the hideout was two young ladies came in and played sang to some backing tracks but he called them tapes and they and he said it wasn't my sort of music he's not really into the pop stuff at all and uh but he said, I really enjoyed it. And I thought they had lovely voices and it, it was a highlight of the week. So I didn't think too much of this. And I just went away and thought that was nice and didn't give it much thought, really. And then a few weeks ago, I was asked to conduct the local brass band, which is the Welsh City Band. And hey, can I give a big thumbs up to all the professional brass players who go back to brass bands and either play or conduct them? You know, it's a big thing in the brass world. And it's just, you know, if you look at just the local bands around here, down at Midsummer Norton, as uh, the Sykes family are doing, you know, Joe Sykes doing a great job down there. Uh, over at Sherbourne, Dave Sheed, who's played London Festival Orchestra with me, is doing Sherbourne. Paul Kosh used to do that, and Dave Bertie I did lots of gigs with, did Wincanton, and now I'm doing Well City. It's a big thing, and they're giving back, and, and it's brilliant. So I said, yeah, of course I'll do it. If I'm free on a Friday, I can rehearse, and if anything, it's, if I've got work, I've got to put that first. So my very first gig two weeks ago was in a care home. That was the first gig I did. So we toddled up to the local care home and we, were, we, had, some, we had about 11 of us because it was in the morning. So the whole 40 piece band couldn't be there. Well, city band turn up. I'm wearing the, the jacket and all that. And uh, so we're going to the care home. We come a beautiful day, actually. And, and all the residents are sitting in a sort of uh, semicircle around us. So we're waiting to start. We're setting up. 
And uh, so I thought, well, I'll go and talk to the residents, go and have a chat with them. So uh, there was a guy sitting right next to our euphonium player, Simon, very good euphonium player. Sitting next to him was a gent really leaning on a walking stick. And I went out of chat with him and said, are oh, you really looking forward to this? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. He said, um, I've sat here for a reason. I said, oh, that's interesting. He said, why did you sit here? And he said, because I used to play the euphonium school. And he said, I wasn't very good. And that's fair, I was terrible. But I've loved the sound of the euphonium all my life. And so I wanted to be near it today, which I thought was fantastic. And I said, oh, that's good. And he said, oh, you know what? I'm really looking forward to this. He said, it's a highlight of my month, is what he said. I'm just, can't, I'm so excited. And I said, that's fantastic. Well, I hope we do a good job, you know, and uh, no pressure on Simon. Um, and then I said to him, uh, and he said, but you know what? In an hour's time, I'll be really sad uh, when you finish. And I said, well, that's interesting. Why will you be sad? And he said, because I'll be getting older again. And I'll remember getting older. And for an hour, I'll forget that I'm getting old. Wow, powerful stuff. For while the music's playing, he's going to forget he's old. He's going to forget he's getting older. But he knows that he will. So that's pretty powerful stuff. So then I toddle off down the line and I get next to uh, a woman and I have a chat with her. And I said, oh, are you looking forward to this? And she, I think her name was Eve. And she said, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. And she said, are you the conductor? And you go, yeah, of course, I'm the conductor. Oh. Uh, yes, I'm the conductor of the World City Band. And I said, oh, uh, she said, uh, what instrument do you play? I said, oh, I'm a trumpet player. That's what I do. She said, do you know what? She said, my first boyfriend when I was 14 was a trumpet player. I said, oh, great. And she said, all the good looking people play trumpet. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. But yeah, I can tell you that. I can vouch for that. All trumpet player players are good looking. We're all good looking. And then she said, do you know what? He was the love of my life. She said, we went out for a long time. And she said, I, I didn't marry him, but I did marry somebody else. And it was, you know, I had a, an OK marriage. It was nice. But she said he was the one I loved the most. He was the love of mine. He was the person she said I wish I'd married. She said he was just everything. And she said, I never stopped loving him. And she said, every time I hear the trumpet, I think of him. Wow. How powerful is that? You know, the love of your life is a trumpet player and you still every time you hear the trumpet wow music how, how amazing is that and the way she's saying she said, i should i should have married him uh, you know she said, i think she even said i let him get away and i shouldn't have done so that was really interesting so, and then i met the third one where there's quite a few there and she said well i'm, I'm a music teacher and this is great because I, I used to love to get the children into brass music because um, it's so good she said i love brass music it's going to remind me of when i'm a teacher and how i spent my whole life teaching music so then we played and we raised some money for Macmillan. We had a cake and I bought a cake and we, and we packed up. Now, as you know from the previous podcast, I will go home after every rehearsal, and every gig, every lesson. I'll do it after this podcast. I will sit in the car on my own and self-analyze myself to ridiculous levels. To analyzing, do I say the right things? Da, 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 da. So when I got in the car after this, I was off to meet somebody and uh, I just started to get to, oh, oh gosh, I should have spoken to every resident. I only spoke to three really. Da, da, da. But then I started stop self-analyzing the actual event. And it was very interesting. I suddenly, this is what came to my mind now. As I went to think, where the hell were you, Paul? Where the hell have I been for 40 years? Where have I been? Where the hell is a professional musician have I been? I've been to Cairns twice in 40 years until then, I think I can remember. Where the hell have I been? 
where have I not gone into care homes once a month and given my skills for an hour, half an hour or an hour? Where the heck have I been? And I'm absolutely appalled at myself. Actually, I'm really appalled at myself that I haven't done it. Play a bit of guitar, play some trumpet and play piano. I could have done so much. I could have gone in for half an hour once a month and done something and I haven't. So I've, I've made a vow to myself that I'll, I'll get in touch with all local care homes and say, look, I'll come in and I'll come and do some stuff half an hour a month or twice a week. I don't care what it is. Where the hell have I been as a professional musician? I'm going to end up like that. And I'll be, you know, I'll be sitting there going, you know, the love of my life or I love the trumpet or whatever. And where have I been? I've not done it. And I've got the skills to do it. So look, young musicians, don't, I don't want you to do what I've done and not done it. I want you to do it. I would get out into care homes, give half an hour a month to your local care home, phone them up, email them, say that I play the violin or I play the oboe or I play the guitar. And I'll, I'll come in and entertain the residents for half an hour. And they will love it. They, 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 their care homes need this stuff. These, and these old people are at the end of their lives. They've given everything. You know, they've given, they've paid their taxes, they've paid their national insurance, they've worked hard, they've brought up their families, whatever they've done. And this is the final moments of their life. And where the hell have I been? I mean, really, where's Paul Denigree been? Nowhere, absolutely nowhere for them. I've just forgot they're there. I mean, just, just carried on my life and not thought about it. And that's shocking. So young musicians, I want you to get out there and I want you to get into the cans and, and start to, to give to people. Um, look, you're not going to get a bottle of wine. You're not going to get a bunch of flowers. You're not going to get massive applause. You won't be in a lovely concert hall. All right. You're not going to get a fixer coming up saying, you're an amazing dude. I'll give you another 25 gigs. And you think, oh, great. That's another you know, 2,000 pounds or whatever. But yes, work, work, work. I'm going to do this because of work. I'm going to do this because I get paid. You're not going to, none of that's going to happen. All right. You're not going to get anything out of it, but you will because you'll learn to communicate better. Because when it's with the old residents, you've got to learn a different skill of communicating, which is what I did. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you don't get anything out of it. Who cares whether you get anything out of it? Who cares what I, if I don't get anything out of it? What you're doing is giving to these old people something very, very special. Like that chap said, for one hour, he forgot he was growing old and old and at the end of his life, he forgot. That is brilliant. So young musicians, I want you to get out there into the care homes. I'd love you to do it and really change an hour in a week for a person. You know, just give them that skills. And you don't, you know, you don't have to play Vanowski. You don't have to play the Tchaikovsky violin concerto. You, you don't have to practice the, the repertoire for seven hours a day for about 10 weeks. Just play some pop tunes, play some tunes from the 50s, play just some melodies. You can download it for free, you know, just play some Christmas carols. Play, you know, we play some hymns, the brass band, you know, just anything, as long as it's music. And if you're a percussionist, you know, take a few shakers and toys. You could do some whole, get them all doing all rhythms and so, all sorts of stuff okay and look, uh, look love island an episode of love island what's that two hours two hours for love island give half an hour give half an hour of that is all you've got to do to, to these old people because they can't we can't do what i do and just forget that they're like lying there okay so that's i really would love to hear about that if you do it and let me know so that's it old age music matters it really matters okay so look the last thing that we're going to do very quickly is the pandon team we decided to run a competition how about that so we had a big powwow we all gathered around the table which is about two foot by two foot and in the office and we thought let's run a competition so this has got a cash prize of 25 pounds hey, hey, hey which is about 10 big macs or if you want to give it to your local care home or great or buy the music or buy use the 25 quid to buy some music to play um so look we're gonna 
I promised some guests coming in. So there are guests going to come in and uh, I've got two lined up. They've said yes, which is lovely. And they're not really interviews. We're just going to chat about their lives as young musicians. Now, they're not, uh, I wouldn't say the household names. They're, they're not Sir Simon Rattle going to walk in or, you know, as I said, Mick Jagger in the last episode, you know, uh, you know they're not going to walk in. Um, these, but you would have heard their music on the television, on records, on recordings, on the radio. You'd have heard them play and not realised that they're playing. So, um, you would have heard them play because they're at the top of their profession and they've done it. And so these guys are success stories. So what the competition is, if you can guess the two names of the guests I've got coming in, you will win 25 pounds. If you are drawn out of the hat or the basket or whatever, or we'll pull it out the trumpet case or something, we'll find a, a, a sort of something to chuck it all in. And I'll tell you how to apply in a minute. Now I'm going to give you three clues about each of the guests. So look, guess one is a very tall chap. Okay, he plays bassoon. That's probably does it. <laughs> uh, in his teenage uh, young musician life, he played for the Western Youth Orchestra all the way through. Then I went to Royal College, I think it was. And then he went on to be a professional bassoonist, taught in specialist music school, and ended up doing a lot of conducting of light music with such groups as the Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. He's been to Russia and he's big, big on these, these huge bomb nights and abba nights. Brilliant. Very funny chap, lovely her heart of gold, very, very good musician. So that's guest number one, okay? Guest number two, also a lovely guy, heart of gold. Guest number two is the son of a Derbyshire miner, and he played euphonium, and he played all his life in the Colliery Band up until he was 18. Then he went to, he was telling me on a gig the other day, he said, and then he went, the first time he heard a string instrument live was when he went to college, never heard of violin. Um, and he, he played for the Colliery Band, and his dad actually sent him down the pit for a day, and then he said, you're never gonna do that again. Um, but he's a euphonium player, also plays trombone, uh, and known to pick up. I've seen him play tube on a gig as well. Uh, lovely guy. He played euphonium on the BBC proms for years. Now, I'm not joking. He did it for years. OK. And he lives in Sherbourne now. And he was head of brass at Sherbourne School. So those are two guests. Get those two names to me or to the Pandon office. And the first out of the hat, and we'll draw it on a we'll, we'll We'll find a moment to do it and we'll get in touch and you have won 10 big macs <laughs> 25 quid okay so this is where you send anything to and you can actually uh get in touch with me and say paul stop talking is too much or whatever what you want to can you do this or can we do that and ideas love ideas we've had a few ideas come in now which is great uh just send it in to pandon limited it's p-a-n-d-o-n limited at gmail.com you can do it like that you can get me on instagram you can get me on facebook you can get me on pandon on facebook as well you can get me on twitter so send a message saying giving you the two names the first person and the second you know it doesn't matter what order you want to do it in the two names of those two people that are going to be the guests coming up and i'm really looking forward to having them on and we're going to have a good old chinwag about how they got where they got to through those young musician years they're really important years so that's it, guys. Old age music matters. Yeah, please don't do what I did. I'm ashamed of myself that I have not used the skills I've got to give much more to people who really, really need it. And you'll feel great for doing it and you'll be doing a great thing. And uh, lovely to see you. Thank you so much for uh, listening in if you're still with us and <laughs> turned off, in which case you missed the competition. The chance of winning 25 quid. Lovely to see you. Thanks for tuning in. And you know what? Most of all, be kind to you. Thank you. <laughs>